0: Hi, we're talking today with Renee Hartman, co-founder at China Luxury Advisors. Renee, thanks for being with us today.
1: Thanks for having, thanks for
0: having me today, happy to do so. Yep. Now Renee, you, know, you and I, we've been talking a lot about Chinese travelers and how big of an impact on e-commerce that, that they're having. So can you, can you tell us why should, brand, why should the brands care about China uh, travelers?
1: So I think, you know, when brands are looking at the consumer, um, you know, everybody talks about how important the Chinese consumer is. And they're really, especially when you look at the luxury sector, they're really becoming a major, major contributor of the overall global luxury sales. And when you look at that contribution, actually 70 percent of China's luxury sales actually occur outside of China. So even when you're looking at the impact of global luxury sales, you really have to look globally, not just inside of China, but what that consumer is spending outside of China. The other thing that we see is Chinese tourism is just booming right now. It's by far the largest market in the world. There were almost 6 billion trips taken inside of China domestically. And there was 163 million outbound trips. So we're seeing you know, huge numbers of Chinese tourists traveling the world, both inside of China and outside of China. And in some, as far as spending goes, those consumers are actually the largest spenders globally by far. So they are the number one spender spending $277 billion in U.S. currency globally. The, for reference, the second biggest spender is the United States, who spends $144 billion globally. So China is already spending almost double what Americans tra- do when they travel. And Germans, who are always kind of seen as one of the biggest spenders while they travel, people from Germany are number three and they spend $94 billion. So you've already got China almost tripling what Germany spends overseas. So when you look at the impact, the amount of money that they're spending both on luxury goods outside of China, as well as in the travel industry, is really a huge impact that brands can't ignore anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that, that is pretty huge. Now, so that all sounds good, but from a brand perspective, how can the brands actually capture uh, these tri- Chinese travelers and capture those sales?
1: Yeah, we we get that question all the time. I think that's, uh, you know, it, it's obviously a huge opportunity. And I think everyone can agree that, you know, this is the right place to be going after the, that consumer. And the question becomes how. Uh, so we really break it down into two different types of approaches. So the first approach, we'd say, is for brands that already have a big China presence. So the ones that, you know, the Chanel, the Pradas, the Coach, the Michael Kors, the L'Oreal brands, who have a huge presence in China. They've got great brand awareness. They've got a huge China team. They've really been in the market for a long time. So they've got, they they have already established a demand with the Chinese consumer and they have, you know, pretty ubiquitous brand awareness. So then it becomes, you know, how are you driving that consumer who maybe, you know, maybe they're a consumer who loves the brand, they're traveling overseas. How do you drive them to the right sales locations and make sure that you're capitalizing on their traveling time, making sure that you're driving awareness of collections while they're overseas. So for that consumer group, uh, we really work with the brands to drive Um, targeted advertising and targeted outreach to those consumers. So a couple different ways we do that. Um, Number one, we work with a lot of Chinese media overseas. So the Chinese media is really getting a lot more adept at geo-targeting. So we're finding there's certain media who can geo-target that consumer once they're on the ground in the country. So you are able to actually pinpoint that customer by their mobile and by their location, serve them some targeted ads that are promoting relevant collections, promoting things that are they know from China and then driving them specifically to the store. maybe sometimes you have an offer, maybe sometimes it's just, you know, awareness of limited edition collections or something they can only get in that, that country. And so that's really a, a great targeted way to reach them and then drive them specifically to, with a call of action in the, in the locate, in the different location in the, certain different countries. Um, and I can give you some examples about that later. Um, the other one, you know, we see is a lot of Chinese travel media platforms. These are the Chunars and the, the Ma that are the, uh, tra- travel-specific media, and that's great because you can target somebody once they've already booked their trip, and you're really sort of narrowing into a specific target uh, versus the entire Chinese population. Um, The third way we see working with with, uh, brands is really working with overseas KOLs. So one of the things that's interesting, you know, KOL marketing is huge in China. There's actually quite a lot of KOLs who live outside of China who are Chinese, Um, and they will be on Weibo, they're on WeChat, they're on Douyin. Their own Little Red Book, and they're very influential, and you can work with them within the home market. So we do quite a lot of work working with these local KOLs, and that can help reach their target audiences living outside of China as well as a frequent traveler. Um, and the fourth thing I'd say really that we recommend is partnering with local organizations. So there's lots of really interesting local organizations um, that are in, say, in the United States and Canada and the U.K. and France. Um, those are everything from Chinese student groups to local Chinese tour operators, community groups, And there's a lot of really great, uh, there's Chinese businesses that have located overseas. There's a lot of really great partnerships you can do to kind of target that customer group. So those would be kind of four key ways that we see for brands that have a great brand awareness. Um, There's also brands that don't have great awareness. So we also hear from brands that say, hey, I haven't really started targeting China yet, um, but why not target these overseas consumers before I go and enter the China market? And we think that's a great idea too. It's just a different approach. Um, With that approach, it's really more about Building your brand awareness with the Chinese consumers. So that's when we talk with people about setting up their social channels, like the WeChat and the Weibo, making sure they're working with lots of k to do product seeding. They're you know need to make sure they're being talked about on Little Red Book and Douyin and all the popular social channels. Um, And then we also can see opportunities from cross-border e-commerce in those thin areas too, where they don't have a China team. Um, They can do some work to really uh, target the consumer. Maybe they get to know them when they're traveling, and then they. Target them once they go back to China with with a cross-border e-commerce. So that's really more about kind of brand awareness and engagement, um, whereas for big brands, it's really about kind of channeling traffic.
0: Okay. Well, those are some. You know, obviously, it's it's great to talk with the expert uh, in this area and uh, get your get your thoughts and understand. You know what really happens and what are the best ways to uh, to go about this. Uh, I have another question though for you, and that is, what do brands do wrong in the market?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd say the, the biggest area we see um, brands going wrong, is really has to do with the internal organization and kind of the internal alignment between the China team and the rest of the world. So the traditional way that brands kind of looked at the consumer, is they looked at it on a country by country basis. So, you know, they looked at um, country P&L. So the China team is responsible for the China P&L. They would be investing in the brand building for the consumer. They're the ones who are, you know, putting all the effort into the social media, the KOL, the celebrity ambassadors, um, and then they're expecting to reap those rewards inside the China market, and they get credit for the revenue. Um, what ends up happening, though, is that the consumer is really shopping from a global perspective. So they're, you know, when they like brands, they're shopping across countries. So they're they're looking at different prices, they're looking at different availabilities, uh, and they're not really considered. You know, they love if they love a brand, they'll be happy to buy it anywhere. So that from that consumer's perspective, it's going to be most of the time it's going to be cheaper to buy the product overseas. And so they are, you know, looking to shop overseas. And so what we see a lot of times is that. The, the the company is ending up looking at them from a country standpoint versus the demographic. So we really encourage companies to kind of work together. Um, you know, we've seen situations where maybe, you know, a brand doesn't want um, their overseas teams to be using Chinese platforms. They don't want to have any confusion. Um, but really, the consumer is a global consumer. They're using WeChat 100% of the time when they're traveling. I think we, you know, we have some stats on this, but I believe it's like over 90% of the time they're using WeChat while they travel. They're looking at destinations. They're doing research. They're sharing things with their friends. So that consumer, when they're whether they're in France, whether they're in the UK, whether they're in Hong Kong, whether they're in um, you know Japan, it doesn't matter where they're located. Whether they're in mainland China, they're they're looking at um, specific uh, countries. Uh, sorry, they're looking at They're they're on WeChat all the time, regardless of what country they're in or regardless of where they are. So they are um, really a global consumer.
0: Okay. Now, and obviously, you've been. Uh, working on this there since uh, 2012. Uh, can you tell me some of the success cases that you've had in the industry?
1: Yeah, we have a, um, a really interesting case that we did with Michael Kors, um, and there's a case study on our website, um, which is at um, www.chinaluxuryadvisors. We have a case study there. Um, and this is, Michael Kors was a great case. We actually worked with their U.S. team And we did some targeting using WeChat overseas targeting function. So the way that it worked with that ad campaign, we ran a specific um, campaign with Yang Li. They have Yang Li, who's one of their Chinese celebrities um, inside of China. And basically what they did is they used that imagery to target consumers um, once they were overseas. So we ran three different ads on WeChat. Um, One was an inbound ad, which is inside of China, to kind of seed them for people who are intending to travel. So we seeded the concept with them prior to leaving China and then once they arrived in the in the U.S. market, WeChat has a targeting function that is for people who have been in the country for less than 30 days. So we were able to target that consumer um, with specific product campaigns that are relevant to them, that they knew with the Chinese ambassador. And then we linked to store locators um, so that we could give them very specific instructions on where to go. And then we gave them a special offer. So that way they had a special offer with a barcode and they were able to go into the store and then scan the barcode to get their special offer. So it was a great way of kind of, Really looking at end to end using WeChat as that key um, connection piece so that we work, you know, we serve them with ads that were relevant to them. We did it on the platforms that they use. And then we also were able to pinpoint their locations and then drive them with a specific call of action to action to a retail store. So it's also, I think, a great example of an offline, I mean, sorry, of an online to offline campaign that was really able to um, work across countries. So there's a, a great case study. We have quotes from uh, both from Microforce and from Tencent. Um, the, re- the return on on uh, ad sales was you know was just really really big, um, and so it was just a great campaign. And I think just goes to show you how you know by working across countries and using some of the great work that's been done in the China market overseas, um, that's something that can have a really big impact with the Chinese consumer while they're traveling.
0: Mm-hmm. Renee, that's uh, that's fascinating. I will make sure I'll take a look at that uh, that case study. Uh, just to wrap up, how can we kind of, how can we get in contact with you?
1: Sure. Um, so you can go to our website, www.ChinaLuxuryAdvisors.com. Um, and my email is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at ChinaLuxuryAdvisors.com. So look forward to, uh, to getting in touch.
0: All right, Renee, thank you so much.